broadcasting live. Weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, yes, it is. Uh, good afternoon. Welcome back. It's about 1240 or so. Well, it doesn't care. We don't care because you're watching this on a podcast and in a year from now or something. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about agriculture, horticulture, from a different perspective with a fellow. It is the uh, by the name of David Wexler, electric, ag, electric, electric, I had this slide here, and I want to do it here. <laughs> electric, I got it. Okay, electricfertilizer.com. I just put it up there, electricfertilizer.com. Uh, our phone lines are still out because of the freeze apocalypse we had. So let's just do the emails. They say, uh, you know, they, um, you know, they, they, they told us uh, yesterday that it was going to be up and running today. So, so for now, if you have a question or a comment for David on his uh, electro agriculture, electro fertilizer stuff, um, email Patrick at one radio network.com. It is the 22nd of March, just for reference. David is a, an engineer. He lives in St. Louis, my hometown, and he finds himself in Hawaii where it's 7.30 in the morning. Living the good life, David. You're, you're living large. You're in Hawaii. Good morning. Good morning. Here visiting my family. Ah, yeah. And on Maui. You told me on Maui, huh? On Maui, yes. Wow, That's right. Oh, man. You, do they have some good food there? You guys been going out to eat at all or? Um, not quite yet. We, we just arrived uh, about a day ago. So we've just getting started with uh, home-cooked meals. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And what is it? Generally, it's about 77 and, and partly cloudy. That's about it, pretty much. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very nice. Yeah. Much better than St. Louis, which is freezing and 24 degrees. Right. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. So we're going to talk about your electro electric fertilizer, but... Uh, so you're an engineer in St. Louis. What kind of engineering work you do, David? Um, I'm a systems engineer. So I do uh, test engineering and human factors, system safety. Um, basically, we look at we look at complex systems from a holistic point of view, hmm. and we try to come up with good requirements and solve hard problems. I see hard problems. So. Have you been a gardener, growing your own garden, yes. your own food for a long time? Yeah, for about um, maybe 15 years or so, I've uh-huh. been a gardener. Wow. Yeah. My wife got me into it, and then we started doing, uh, getting into permaculture gardening, hmm. growing, having our fruit trees and food, mini food forest. Oh, really? So it's been, yeah, it's been awesome. You have a little land in St. Louis, or this is all in the, in the suburbs? It's in the suburbs. Um, we're on one acre, uh-huh. and we, you know, we try to make the most of it. One acre is a lot. I mean, it's more than you think. You can grow a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. Sometimes it's more than we can handle, uh, but it's, but it's fun. It's nice to have enough room to put down fruit trees wherever we want uh-huh. and have large gardens. So it's uh, it works out really well. Mm-hmm. You have children. <clears throat> Yep, I have two kids, two girls. How old? And so that, so, ten and sixteen. Wow. Yeah. They go to school so up there. Getting them involved. They yeah. go to school up there they, in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. They go to school. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, elementary and high school. Uh huh. So, yeah. So, um, were you not getting the yield or the quality that you wanted just from an organic permaculture kind of? perspective and you wanted to move into something else with the electricity talk about how this started for you sure so the way this all started was actually started back when i was in high school i was really into high voltage i was into science and so at the time like back in high school i wanted to work on a, a cool science project using a high voltage and so i found plans for an ion ray gun was one project my dad helped me build something called a electrostatic precipitator, which uses high voltage to remove smoke from, from um, various types of systems, like they use on smokestacks. Huh. And yeah, just weird stuff, interesting stuff. And 
at the time I was doing the research, I came across this interesting catalog called Rex Research. Rex and Research? Rex Research, pre-internet. They had a, a paper catalog that you could buy. And through that catalog, I found all these articles on high voltage that was part of my high school project. And then as part of the catalog, they also had a number of papers or collections of papers on electroculture. And I'm like, I thought it was really interesting and bizarre, but so I bought them. But I ultimately ended up shelving them because I wasn't really into gardening at the time. And so 10 years later, through the, the weaving of life, I eventually got back into gardening and started looking into this sort of thing. And I'm like, so we're getting into gardening, we're getting into permaculture. And my wife was the, the primary gardener. And I was like, I want to make the gardening part of myself. I want to, hmm. I want to make it me, right? So I'm like, let me try out that electroculture thing. And so I'm like, well, reading a few articles through it. And what I decided to do was try a simple experiment, see if it really worked for me. Hmm. And so I took a cell phone charger and hacked off the end of the cable and pulled off the two wires, wrapped them around nails, plugged into the wall. And at the time we were growing Romanesco broccoli and cauliflower and some greens in the basement. And so I decided to try it on the Romanesco broccoli. In the basement so with I, the grow lights? I mean with the grow lights? That's right. Huh. In the basement with the grow lights before the season began. <clears throat> and, and I was amazed by the outcome. It, completely blew my blew me away and changed my world really and putting yeah, yeah, just totally. putting an electric in the you did it put it in the socket just a wire and then what was what was the part that you put in you you're going in soil that's right so we're going in soil so we basically went from ac outlet yes sir into a D dc wall transformer and then two probes nails into the soil the pot of soil that had um the romanesco broccoli growing in there on either end of the pot. Yeah. And so basically five volts on there 24 seven and just let it go and see what happens. Right. And what happened was within three to four weeks, the, the changes were amazing. So the control group, which was the, the vast majority of the crop was very light green in color. Mm -hmm. It was the leaves were smaller. It was growing like I normally expect things to grow. It just takes time, right? But the electrified one, the leaves were massive in size, a dark, rich green in color. Really? They looked extremely lush. They were towering over the other plants. And as time went on, they were accelerating in growth more and more. They were, at some point, they were towering, I think, easily seven to eight times larger than the other plants. Come on. With this yeah, yeah. It DC, like a, a rate, yeah. Just with DC juice going in there. That's right. And two nails. It was like a, in, in a pot. And two nails. <clears throat> yep. Whoa. The other one looked like a, the electrified one looked like it came out of a rainforest. Uh huh. Where the other one would look like, yeah, bleak. And it was grown in great soil, you know, mm -hmm. fox farm same thing. soil. Same thing. Everything exactly the same. And it just changed my world. I'm pulling in my friends, I'm pulling in my neighbors. I'm like, take a look at this. Isn't this the coolest thing ever? And <laughs> yeah, I think it was it's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> it was really cool. And so that was the origin. That was where it all wow. began. Did you take pictures or videos of it too? Yeah, yeah. I took, I took some pictures. I may have some videos. So they're smattered about the internet. Mm -hmm. um, I have uh, some on my blog, perhaps. They're, they're up there. They're around the world. And your blog is electricfertilizer.com? That's right. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to go so on that. And you, do you have a picture of that first experiment? Uh, not with me right this second. No, but I mean, it's on, but on your website. I believe it's on there somewhere, and if it's not, then I'll make sure it's on there after this episode. Yeah, and how long ago was this, uh, the first? This was 12 years ago. Wow. So before we move forward, I'm sure you understand as an engineer, what the heck is going on? So we have AC from the grid, whatever that's produced by, like, could be oil, it could be anything, right? But then right. solar, like I have panels on my roof, and it changes the the sun into DC. I have an inverter, right? Yeah. Yep. So mm -hmm. DC is a whole different animal than AC, right? Can you explain right. what's the difference? So with AC, your your um your electrical current is going backwards and forth, 
at a frequency like 60 hertz right um second and with dc it's just going in one direction positive to negative or positive to ground one direction and so so it's just going from the sun to the panels and the inverter and just just one stream into the into the into the house yeah, yeah. Well, DC, then you would invert it, and then it turns into AC to use with your normal appliances. Oh, I see. That's what the inverter does. Turns it back to, D- to AC. Okay. Yeah, and then you, you could have DC lighting. Yeah. Without, yeah, 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 things like that. So, and you did this just with a little, just with one of those little things that charges up the cell phones, these, these things that turn it yep. into DC that's right. I've also done it with with uh, miniature solar panels, uh-huh. solar cells that you would have from light from your garden lights. Take mm-hmm. those apart. You take out the wires. Do the same exact thing. Try that on lettuce and tomatoes, and you have many similar results. Faster growth, faster um, faster time to harvest. Larger larger yields. We'll have uh, tomatoes that are larger. Everything more biomass in the plants. So it has far reaching implications for improving the food supply for improving um, that's great that's great bioenergy yeah it's amazing so um <clears throat> is the sun dc if you had to label it I, I wouldn't say that you wouldn't that's, say no i would say the sun is just it's, it's photonic just, energy just photonic energy right just just photons coming down if they hit the solar panel does mm-hmm. they reaction that takes place and turns it into uh, electrical currents, DC electrical current. DC electrical current. Then you yeah. do have the inverter to change it back to AC, AC so you can run your, your regular stuff. And there are people that That's do, right. of course, a total DC. It's a little crazy to try to find DC appliances and everything, but yeah. it's pretty cool if you can do it. I guess some people do it out the, off, out the country, right, off the grid. Yeah, it's probably slightly more efficient to, sure. to, to keep everything all DC versus mm-hmm. uh, converting it to AC and lose some efficiency in the process. So, but we have DC going into the soil in the, in the nails, right? That's right. So uh-huh. have you figured out what's it doing? Why is this working? Well, you, so that was the big question <laughs> yeah. years and like years why? ago. Like why? You know, well, what's going on? Right, why is this happening? And I was researching it online and I couldn't find anything. Really? I, well, I... Sort of. I couldn't find it in on blogs or social media at the time. No one, no one really knew what was going on. It was all conjecture, and everyone, everyone who was doing anything at the time, thought it was fake. They would they would hear about electroculture like I did, and they, everyone thought it was fake. And I'm like, this is real, and I'm going to figure out how to prove it. And so I did the deep dive, and that's what led me to writing my first book on it. And I wanted to prove to the world that this was a real phenomenon. And so at the time, my, um, my child was an infant, and as she was sl- sleeping on me, I was holding my phone up, doing the research, and typing up my book. And so basically, there are, you, have, you, have to do, you have to dive into a number of different areas to understand what's going on. You have mm-hmm. to look into so- soil science, you have to look at electrochemistry, you have to look about electrophysiology and plant physiology. And being able to look at all of these different fields just lit me up because it was it made science exciting yeah, to yeah try to understand what was going on with all this stuff and so as you look into it you i learned that cells and biology is electrical i didn't really know that at the time so all cells have some sort of electronic gateways surrounding them where there's they have different types of uh, electrical gates if you will where if there's a buildup of charge on the external, the outside of the cell, and there's a less of a buildup on the inside of the cell, some some of these gates will open up and allow the electron, the ionized fluids to flow inside the cell. And what happens with some of them is that if you have a buildup of charge on the outside over a certain level, it will cause something called an action potential, which is like a nerve firing in your brain. That's hmm. a similar type of concept. But the same thing happens in plants. Huh. And so when that happens, it causes that shooting of energy, shooting of electrical and electrochemical energy to flow all throughout the plants. And when that happens, there's a cascade of all sorts of other effects that happen. 
ranging from increases in metabolism, increases in in uptake rates. So that's the 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 pumping action of fluids from the root system from the soil into the root system. It causes changes in in uh, in the uh, generation of of uh, hormones. It creates its own auxins and gibberellins, growth producing hormones, all get synthesized by itself at an accelerated rate. It's like t- it's like hormone therapy through electricity. It's it's really cool. It increases uh, respiration, transpiration, and so the leaves pigmentation gets deeper and darker on the uh, plants, so it becomes more efficient at energy production. It turns it into a really high performing plant and that in itself was super exciting oh i guess so uh, david wexler is with us if you have a question patrick at one radio network.com on the uh, 22nd so normally I mean, generally we kind of think of electricity as sometimes not the most positive thing you have electrical current and we we know that you can actually get white noise in electrical circuits in the house which changes blood chemistry and and um, blood sugar, all kinds of things. We've done shows on this over the years. But if if it's working with making the plant juicier and bigger and greener, it's got to be good. There can't be any negative thing going on, right? I mean, you've been able to figure, to, to know that's true, right? Absolutely. Okay. It's, it's 100% true. It works with, with electricity that you you pull in in a energy in an engineered context, like the way I did it. Mm-hmm. But also, you have to you have to realize that electroculture is a it's a natural phenomenon. It happens all the time, every day, all around the world. Whenever there's a lightning storm, there's the electrical charges build up in the air around the plant. Mm-hmm. And as you can think of the the way I like to think of it is this way: as you have a storm system approaching a given area, and you have a buildup of charge moving from the upper atmosphere to the lower atmosphere, closer to where the plants are, they're getting a taste of the, they, they're, it's, it's telling them that a storm is coming. So what do they do? They respond proactively by growing, increasing their growth mechanisms so they could grow faster, so they could have more water holding capability when the rains come. It kind of, it seems like a great evolutionary process to me for guaranteeing survival. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. the way I think of it, at least. Right. Um, that's and they, and they know it's coming. They they, they they're they're that intelligent that they know it's coming. Yeah, they, they they sense it's coming. It's just a pure electrical type of thing, and electricity is present in so many different ways in our environment, mm-hmm. from the from the ionosphere um, to the falling of raindrops from the sky, they pick up electrical charge, they fall on the ground, they fall on the plants, that also gives them electricity. Hmm. There are natural, what they call telluric ground currents that are flowing all over the earth as a result of high high atmospheric electrical events turn into magnetic fields in the atmosphere, turn into electrical fields back in the ground. There's also the artificial electrical fields that come from our power lines, our ground currents and uh, stray electrical currents. It's everywhere in that and all over the place. And what we find is that the electricity that flows into the plants, whether through the air or the ground, it's natural. Even if we're adding in, adding in unnatural components to it, it still is a beneficial mm-hmm. thing. We've had guests on the show, quite a few, not, not huge, but four or five, that talk about the toroidal fields. And that we are in a toroidal field. We humans are in these toroidal fields and you can have two like toroidal fields and this is how we exist as well that's what they say wow yeah i mean there's there's fields all around us mm-hmm. electric magnetic um, electromagnetic radio waves mm. they're all around us all the time now some of those could be harmful um but for the purpose of the plants their exposure to magnetic fields geomagnetic fields and electricity of all different kinds it's generally good for them. Yeah. So plants are affected, I guess, by the moon and stars and planets. They must be, huh? Somehow, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. The the, uh, the field of of um, biodynamic gardening. Biodynamic, yeah. 
yeah, biodynamic gardening takes advantage of all of that. Yeah. I don't know too much about it, but I know that there's the planting by the lunar calendar, the astrological cycles. Sure. Yeah, Rudolf Steiner talked about it and wrote about it, and he, he just knew that these stars were living beings and not some dead rocks. And he talked about the different times of the year when they got this juice, and he, I, I didn't get into it as much as well because I'm not that geeky, David, but pretty cool, cool stuff. Yeah. So, a, so where did you go from two nails in the, in the dirt for your plants saying, wow, we got something here, then what'd you do? Okay, so at that time, I just started doing a lot more experiments with nails and dirt. <laughs> nails and, and dirt. <laughs> and it, <laughs> so I'm writing my book, and at the same time, I'm doing a lot more experiments. I'm, I'm ramping it up, and I'm doing... I'm doing more testing with a DC, but then I'm like, okay, I'm an electrical engineer. Let's let's tinker with this some more. So I started creating some electronic circuits using microcontrollers and other types of uh, electrical circuitry to see how do plants respond with using, say, different energy pulses. And I found that plants respond even better when you use pulsed pulsed electric fields. Really? That is your yeah, you're turning on the electricity to, to on and, and on, off. Off and on, yeah. Off and on, yep. I, in a rapid succession. Hmm. So maybe five, 5 hertz, 10 hertz, a kilohertz, you know, a thousand times per second. Trying out all sorts of different combinations and seeing seeing what worked. And, we, and you, what I learned was that all plants respond differently. They respond to different amounts of electricity, different currents, different voltages. Some could be too much. And... Um, what I found in general is that less is more. Hmm. The tiniest amounts of electricity usually does the best. Although sometimes you need more to uh, to get some results. There are, and there are basically many different aspects to it, the polarity. So you can apply electricity to the ground and the plants will respond. But you can also apply electricity directly to the plants themselves. So for instance, I had a peach tree or many trees actually i have a peach tree coffee plants apple trees that i've healed using electricity so just like how <laughs> electricity and magnetism could help heal the human body right. it also works on plants and so i had a diseased peach tree it was heavily heavily diseased the bark was falling off it had some clear goo that was coming out of the trunk and the peaches themselves and so one fall i hooked up some electricity to it putting the positive into the plant, the negative into the soil right adjacent to it, and just left it there for two weeks. When the springtime came, we got our first peach harvest in five years, and the tree was chock full of amazing peaches for the first time ever. Wow. And it was <laughs> a completely amazing experience. And was it the AC, David, you used, or DC? I used DC. DC. DC, just some uh, some batteries. Very simple. Anyone could do it. Wow, what a trip! It healed the first time. It healed the, the the disease, whatever it was, and then you also got first time peaches in five years. First time, mm -hmm. and they were good. They were amazing. Best peaches. Do 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 we use this kind of uh, technology for humans in any form? Have you seen anything out there that? that people use electricity? I guess they do. They must. Somebody must have figured this out. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I believe electro electrotherapy has been used on people for a long time. Mm -hmm. For instance, if whenever I hurt my back, I use electrotherapy. I use electric fields to shock my back muscles, and it helps them uh, realign or something. I don't, know the, right. I don't know what's going on, but it makes me feel better. It takes the pain away. Right. There's also people who wear these copper, copper. bracelets, Copper bracelets will create in a, a magnetic field, an alternating magnetic fields within their wrists. Some people claim health benefits from it. Um, there's also very interesting things where you could. So in 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 doing the deep dive, I found that they would use electrotherapy on racehorses. Oh, so really? if there was a yeah, if there was like a broken bone, you could apply a DC electric field between the two sides of the broken bone. And it will help pro it will help promote faster healing, and as a result of that, some people have patented the number of electric 
or electronic band-aids mm. that have a cause a similar type of thing promote healing on the skin and uh yeah i think it's used on humans animals and and now plants well, and now plants is there anybody else doing the plant thing or that you know of or is it just you well now we have a a very large flourishing community on my facebook group uh the energetic agriculture facebook group but this that's more of a recent phenomena years ago it was just me and this frenchman yannick van dorn <laughs> and he and i we were following each other in the old days 12 years ago or more and he was doing a lot of gr- his background was growing plants with sound i believe he did a phd in it wow and then he moved into doing testing out various forms of magnetics and but he wasn't the first one it was actually all of this came about in modern times or contemporary times from researchers back in the 1790s the early throughout the 1800s and i think it hit its peak in the 1930s but the reality is electroculture was actually around way before then also it's it's actually an ancient technology Mm. where a lot of these pyramids were used Pyramids, dolmens, rock chambers were also used for electroculture type activities, for energizing seeds and to uh, to cause better group, better growth, to enhance uh, various civilizations. They knew it, and they they were getting. If I my understanding, I read a lot of history about this way long ago. They were using the ether, or I would call it divine spirit, or whatever you want to call it, mojo, chi, energy, prana to do this they were getting it right out of the air weren't they and they used water as a battery kind of thing um, i'm not familiar okay. with the water battery thing but they were pulling it out of the air in the sense where if you place seeds on top of a pyramid it gets access to higher energy yeah. electric fields hmm. and so those uh high electric fields or by building these pyramids over magnetic hot spots they're getting exposed to higher degrees of magnetism and, uh, and electricity you call, but the uh, the consciousness side also works. People, sure. you know, high end growers talk to the plants, and there's people who are getting results showing that by meditating and praying and talking words of benevolence and love to your plants will actually cause them to grow better as well. Sure, sure. You know, it's like the, it's like the secret, or um, yeah, or what the bleep do we know? If you ever saw that movie, sure, yeah, a long time ago. A long time ago. Can, let's do a little break and we'll come right back, okay? Yeah, sounds good. David Wexler. Boy, well, cool stuff, man. I want to get some of this. I guess he's got systems we can buy from him. We'll, we'll find out. There's one radio network.com, Patrick Timpone. Now, there's the, the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to stuff like in the air, like cell phone towers and 5G and, and uh, Wi-Fi's that we don't recommend you have. But if you're a mom and a dad, you probably have succumbed to your kids needing to to do video games when they sit on the couch and you have Wi-Fi in your home. So uh, if you if that's the case, we have technology that's out of Australia that's been proven, and it's I I, I think Dave would probably resonate with this because it's similar in a way where it works on the cells in the body and it, it does it at pulses as well, where it's not one constant. Um, uh, energy, but it goes off and on, or changes, I think, every 30 seconds, so the body doesn't um, get used to it, and it helps the body to be stronger, to not be affected as much as by these electromagnetic fields, cell phone towers that we know can be dangerous, and this, the science is there. So, and this is great technology, and you can uh, get some for your home. There's a sale going on right now, 15% off, the the slide says 10%, but it's 15% off on One Radio Network, Blue Shield, 15%. And here is uh, Brandon explaining how this works a little bit. We're talking with Brandon Amalani about his great product, the Blue Shield. Uh, and the Blue Shield, is uh, the main product is a cube, and it doesn't block the EMFs as some people think, right, Brandon? That's correct. It doesn't. It's it's really about the communication of the device and the, and the body. And what we figured out is how to communicate with the body and amp it up. So it's affecting the cell voltage. It's affecting the intercellular communication. And uh, the most important part is that it's getting the body to stop 
fighting the EMF, which are repetitive signals in the environment. They're non-native, they're man-made, and the body raises white blood cell counts and, and attacks it like it's a virus, essentially. That's interesting. That's very, very different technology from most units around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This uses uh, multiple scalar outputs, and, and it's really innovative, the scalar realm, because it's using crystal photonics or light to basically do this digital signaling that creates these longitudinal waves that move through time space and affect the subatomic structures between atoms. So as it moves and passes through your body, it's literally affecting the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of what we're made up of. Well, as you can hear, this is, this is interesting technology, very different and working on the cells in the body. Uh, the Blue Shield, it's on our website, front page, use promo code one radio, little cube, take care of the whole house. They also have a little personal guy you can put in your pocket or purse. Blue Shield, promo code one radio, one radio network.com. And uh, here's a little look at the, the personal guy. There's someone here you charge up on a uh, little USB in your computer, and once you charge it up, it lasts for a long time, and you can put this in your pocket or purse and carry this around, so when you go into the big city where they got, God knows what, if you go into Austin, they actually have these 5G spooky towers. I don't know what they're doing, but... Um, so, uh, 10, uh, 15% off now on all... Blue Shield products, all 15% off use, promo code one radio on oneradionetwork.com. 15% off. We believe that detoxing ongoing is a necessary thing on this earth plane because uh, we believe after many years of research and especially the last three years with the work of Cowan and Kaufman and Lanka Volmer, uh, uh, Mike Stone, and the Baileys in, in New Zealand, that there is no there, <laughs> there is no it, there is no virus. It's never been proven to exist. And uh, we essentially get sick in our belief and understanding now, and the real science that we're working with proves it, since there's never been an isolated virus, we don't catch anything. And... Um, we get it through toxins in the air, uh, chemicals, uh, stuff you buy at the store and unknowingly put it on your lawn or even uh, toxic materials in uh, shampoos and, and um, all kinds of makeups, stuff like that, uh, in the water, of course, in the food, and um, certainly in injections if you get those. So these are the things that really cause the tissues to get damaged and then uh, the body tries to heal and this is what we call cold and flus. And, but the good thing about all of these things and whether it be uh, toxic metals, mercury in the mouth, yada yada, they will come out because they, are, they weren't supposed to be in there in the first place. So they'll come out and they come out through the urine and the feces and the sweat. So one way, and people have known this since the beginning of time, I guess the Indians and sweat lodges, when you sweat, uh, you release a lot of toxins that come in the air, the food, the water, and what I just talked about, through the skin. And that's one way to detoxify. And then, you know, we do other things, coffee enemas, and keep the colon running smooth and, and uh, uh, drink plenty of good water with good salt. And uh, you get rid of these things. They'll just come out because uh, that's the way God set it up. The body's pretty amazing if it has the right nutrition. And uh, so sweating is very powerful. And uh, here's a, a doctor a couple years ago about the benefits of a uh, far infrared. Previously with cardiologist Dr. Joel Kahn, 35 years experience in cardiology. On your commercial break, you hit a hot button because I'm a giant fan of infrared sauna and the cardiac benefits. Tell us about uh, why you like these saunas for the heart. What does it do? In Japan, it's a traditional therapy of heart disease to even sick heart patients to sit for 15 or 20 minutes in an infrared sauna, then lie down and rest and hydrate for about half an hour. They call it wa-on. W-A-O-N. It means soothing heat. 
And they've done research studies, like 30 of them in humans. Anti-ages your arteries and improves the strength of your heart, and it may actually prolong survival in sick heart patients. Anybody can just, again, go to the Internet, read about infrared sauna heart disease, or put my name there because I've written many articles about it. Now there's data coming out of Sweden and Finland because they've published some amazing data that number of times a week you're in a sauna, number of minutes each time, you can just track out how long you're going to live. So very powerful therapy by being in, my favorite is an infrared sauna. Well, I don't know about you, but if the heart muscles and the arteries are happy, things are good. <laughs> very important. Very we good. Them. Well, we have a, 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 an ongoing sale that we do, kind of an everyday low price. I don't like that term, but it is. And we made a deal with our distributor. We said, well, we want to sell these things at twelve ninety five, um, And I think they retail on them about fourteen or $1,600, something like that. Um, and they said, okay, but you just can't put it in print. So the only way we talk about twelve ninety five is is on the air uh, orally orally and just you know, by voice but if you'd like to get it just email me patrick at one radio network you can see there if you are on video you can see that they're uh they're a silver color it's kind of an anti um bacterial kind of thing um silver kind of like a colloidal silver and they're made in taiwan at a medical university and uh, you have a timer there's no uh, radio frequencies in there and they're great. You can do it every day, as I do, uh, just every day. And um, just keep things moving, baby. So just email me if you'd like to get one. It's patrick at oneradionetwork.com. It's the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Talking with a nice gentleman. He uh, happens to be in Hawaii, where we find him, where it's 8 o'clock in the morning there. So that's about, wow, we got uh, eight, uh, five hours difference or so, right? Five hours difference. Yeah, yeah, just about. Texas and <laughs> the great state of Hawaii. And he's got this thing going on with the electric. Uh, just, wow, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm just blown away by this because... I can't believe we haven't heard more about this. I mean, his website is electricfertilizer.com. I mean, I just found out about this like last week. How is it possible, I guess, new stuff takes a while to get out, huh? New stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, some people say there's a conspiracy around it where... <laughs> it could be. Back after, I mean, there could be. Who knows? But I, but I think from what I've, what I've learned is that people don't believe it when they hear it. So if you come across it, it's just such a weird concept. If you've come across it, you might think, uh, maybe, or I don't really believe it. You have to see it to believe it. And now the technology is so simple to use, you could try it yourself and see the results for yourself using a number of different techniques and methods. Some of which that we teach um, on our Facebook community, we're developing courses for it. And it is really as simple as sticking a wire in the ground could give you some of the electroculture response and you could see the results for yourself. So you're doing as simple as sticking a wire in the ground, like at the base of a tree or something, running it through a DC and then into the electric grid, electric energy somewhere. So... So that's the way I started was using with okay. DC electric currents. But we've learned over um, over the last few years, a number of people have been experimenting with placing wires into the ground in various forms. They're basically antennas. And so I've been calling it antenna culture. Hmm. And so if you think of it, you have your, your old school radio antenna, your AM, FM radio antenna. Nowadays, a very popular thing is to use these spiral antennas that are, that are talked about on my website or on the Facebook group. But basically, an antenna picks up radio waves and converts them into tiny, tiny, tiny amounts of current. And as I said before, less is more. So if you're taking an antenna of any kind and you place it into the soil, then 
the plants and the soil microorganisms pick up on these tiny amounts of current hmm. and utilize it for to create these amazing responses. Now, not everything, not all antennas work the same way. Not all plants respond to the antenna culture. This is a Wild West experimental field. Mm -hmm. And so your mileage may vary. So <laughs> it's, 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 our re it's our belief that you should learn many different techniques and try out many of them, see what works on your given plants of interest, and let us all know. So is this all about, uh, and by the way, what's the name of your book? I failed to ask you that I should. What's the name of your book? Oh, thanks. The, the name of my book is Electrohorticulture. Electrohorticulture. Electro-polyculture, it can be found on Amazon and retailers worldwide. Okay. It's the, the secret to larger growth, larger yields, and more. I don't remember the tagline. full title, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Do, do, you, do you make systems where people can actually purchase them? I'm going to your shop now on your website. That's right. Okay. So I, I've made very complex systems that are that I've sold before. Right now I'm focusing on redoing the more simple ones to make mm -hmm. it easier for beginners to get into it mm -hmm. with uh, no problems at all. So I basically sell systems where you could, that come with a DC power supply and they could try to replicate the old experiment that I did the first time. Yeah. Or I have simple electronic circuits. They'll put out a pulsed amount of electricity into the soil. It was the, the, uh, the frequency that I've had the most success with for a number of plants. So I make that available on my website as well. And it looks like you have I'll, some really nice, uh, affordable prices on this stuff. Good for you. That's great. Yeah, thank you. I don't like yeah. it when people get out and they have these uh, the cool stuff and they, you know, want a thousand dollars from or something and say, you know, come on, you know, nobody got that guy. That's great, good for you. Look at that, you have a yeah, I, I, atmospheric energy collector for electroculture uh, he's got to pay thirty nine dollars. I want one of those. That's crazy. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. So what that is, it's basically a it's a spiked antenna antenna of sorts. It's not right. really an antenna, but it picks up electrical charges in the atmosphere. So you would take this antenna, you would place it on top of a high pole. Yes, sir. Either on top of, on top of a house or on a pole in the middle of your field, or the middle of your yard, and it picks up charges in the atmosphere. And by connecting a wire to it and running it down into the soil alongside your plants, it will bring that electric that electricity to your plants, wow. causing this electric culture response. But you're also doing it to from the sky or the air to a DC and then to the right. Yeah. Okay. When it comes into when the, the charges come in, it's essentially DC, mm -hmm. and it's it uh, goes into the wire and it creates that amazing response. And so. Is DC going into the soil, or do you have a? Uh -huh. Oh, it is. So you don't. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. It's just from God to to the soil to, via wire, right? Basically, <laughs> pretty much. Wow. <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty much. What's it? Well, Tesla was doing this kind of stuff, wasn't he? Isn't this what he was doing? Pulling the juice I, out of the the ether. What do they call the ether? Yeah. Um, I'm not overly familiar with okay. Tesla's work, but I know he uh, he developed AC and and lots of uh, the wireless transmission of energies of different kinds. Mm -hmm. uh, this this is I think much more simpler than is what it? Tesla was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is really just tapping into natural charges within the atmosphere. Yeah, and it's a it's a very passive technology that anyone could do. Uh, people all around the world are getting into this sort of thing where you basically take bundles of wires or spikes yep. that pick up these charges and route them into the ground. It's a wonderful do-it-yourself activity, but you can also buy the products on my website. Yeah, and it's a it's going to change the world because I think the world so. needs more. You know, well, food security. If you think about the ether, all, it's everywhere. That's all yeah. there is, right? There's more energy out there than all the oil in, in Iraq. Or, you know, it's just there. There's got to be a way yeah. we, we, we've done some, a lot of research over the years. You might check it out if you can find them. Google tries to hide them, but uh, called the Lost History. They're videos and they have about 13 hours of them. And this is how I learned about this stuff. And they go back and they show, David, they actually show some of these, these castles, these domes, right? With an antenna on the top. I mean, a, a, you know, a thousand years ago, whatever. 
And they got juice, baby. They had electricity back then. Everybody thinks electricity was, what, 1900? They had electricity back then. And this is how they did it, exactly like you're showing people how to do it. They pulled it right out of the air, right out of the air. Yeah, I think it's possible that back back in the day, they had antennas on top of the roof, yeah. or they had um, circuits, then circuits as well. Special yeah. Circuits, maybe the buildings were made of uh, conductive materials that yeah. would route electricity or pick up magnetic fields and yeah. route them into the ground. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it just makes sense, too. If you look at some of these castles and cathedrals of long ago, there's no way they built these things with a with a scaffold and a horse and a, and a wooden hammer. I mean, it just didn't happen. You know, they had to have some electricity. They had to have some juice, right? They, I don't know. They had to have know. tools. They <laughs> Above had to, my pay grade. That's about, yeah. And and then people conjecture, of course, there was a lot of stuff going on with the pyramids that, that they, they had some kind of technology stuff to cut them and, and everything. And I don't know if oh, we'll, yeah, I don't know, I've heard that, I don't yeah. know if we'll ever know for sure, but. I'm not sure, but it's amazing. Those, those pyramids, they work also. Yeah, People they use do. them for energi energizing seeds, making their plants grow better. It's crazy. And what I love about plants, what I love about working with plants, is that you know, if I sit inside of a pyramid, I'm not. I might feel get some sort of feelings of what's going on, but I don't really know for sure. Right. But with testing with plants, there's no bias there. They either respond. They, or they either don't. grow or they don't. They either grow. Or they, they grow. Don't. They don't. And so you can see you can do, do A B experiments, control. You have your control group and your, exper your experimental one. And the ones inside the pyramid, if they're growing better, it works, regardless of how. Yeah. Talking with David Wexler, his, his website is electricfertilizer.com. Uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. So if, say you had a garden, oh, I don't know, just for fun, 20 by 20. It's a pretty big garden, right? 20 feet by 20 feet. I'd be, what, mm -hmm. 400 square feet or something like that. Mm -hmm. Could you just have one wire, David, going in there, and that would juice up the whole garden? Uh, you could have twenty feet by twenty feet. You could have one wire that snakes back and forth through. Oh, the whole you'd garden. run it through uh, under the soil. Ah, that yeah. could be. Yeah, that could be one way of doing it. Uh huh. Um, yeah, or another th way is you could have antennas on every next to every plant. It would be a lot of work. Or you could have antennas going to wires <laughs> running under the soil. There's many different ways. So how do plants do this out in the wild? They they figure it out and just do it through their through their leaves, and right. So you think, if you think of it, you know you have uh, like pine trees have uh, the, sure. the sharp spiky. Um, I don't know what they're technically called, but the if the pine leaves with the very sharp spikes on them, they pick up electrical charges from the atmosphere. Uh -huh. You also have regular leaves like oak leaves or. Um, Basically, almost every type of leaf out there has some sharp points on it. And studies have shown that these trees, as they grow higher and higher up, they're picking up charges from the upper atmosphere, and they are becoming naturally stimulated by electroculture, by these electric fields that are, are pumping their metabolisms into high gear. Hmm. So this is you've just stayed with this for the last 12 years, and how... how it's just evolved to where you are today with these different gadgets that you teach people how to build or you sell. Mm -hmm. And where do you think it's going from here? I think it's going to spread just like wildfire. It's starting to spread right now. The more people learn about it, I think it's just going to change the landscape because you will we'll, we will need less reliance on, on chemical fertilizers. You'll still need healthy soil. Sure. Um, but by using these devices, people who have small gardens or who are struggling to get by, they can use extremely simple technology to drastically improve their yields and the health of their crops. And I believe that type of technology is, once it's available to everyone, it's gonna change the food landscape. Here's an email from uh, Terry. This is fascinating, if I was doing Wheatgrass in my basement with grow lights, could I use battery as the energy source? A volt, 12 Absolutely. 12-volt battery. Uh, that might be a bit too much. Okay. Um, yeah. So you could, one of the things I've learned is that there is there is an issue with too much electricity. No. Now, you could use a battery with a, uh, a resistor, an electrical so element. You can that's, control it, yeah. 
that turns down the amount the amount of currents going into the plant that would work but uh I, i've once killed a crop of my wife's tomato plants that she's still angry about today <laughs> <laughs> from hooking up some batteries to her her newly planted tomato crop and uh I after them. a heavy rainstorm, yeah. yeah, after a heavy rainstorm, the resistance of the soil went down to zero and the currents went up. Oh. And so basically, maybe she got a few amps worth of, elect of electricity going through the soil into all of her plants, and that was not good. So I don't know anything about electricity, yeah. but how much, can you give us an idea how much uh, energy you're putting into, a, into the soil? Uh, you're, so the amount of it could be very very tiny amounts of electricity wow. it could be i've seen response positive responses from uh, 30 volts of worth of a uh, yeah 30 volts up to hundreds of thousands of volts at very tiny amounts of current but it could also do very tiny amounts of voltage like from these antennas so plants respond to a whole range of electrical conditions and it, uh, it all depends on how you use it. And this energy um, moves through, it must move through the soil because it's not touching the plant. So it's got to move through into the roots, right? Yeah. How is well, dirt being conductive, though? How does dirt be a conductive? Well, dirt is, so dirt is, is naturally conductive. There's a, there are free ions within the dirt, especially in, in more, rich clay uh, soils they have a lot of free ions within them huh. and so as you as you put electricity into the soil it allows those ions to sort of move off of the uh, off the soil particles and flow throughout the soil especially if the soil is slightly damp or even more damp mm -hmm. uh, but dry soils would not work at all but you you had mentioned about the rain and the and the resistance or conductivity do you have to adjust for rain when you have this set up in your yard if you have if you're using a higher voltage or a system that has the potential of delivering high currents mm -hmm. absolutely mm -hmm. you, you have to have some way of controlling those currents or you'll kill your plants this is why i i generally recommend using very low voltage very safe uh, voltages and currents and antenna culture is a great way to get started because it's intrinsically safe. There's no high voltages involved at all, right. um, no high currents. It's something you just place an antenna next to your plant and you get to reap the, be the benefits of it. We've done quite a few shows over many years, David, on uh, uh, what they call stray voltage. As you probably understand what that is, is the electric companies don't put up enough wires or big enough wires to carry everything back so they just mm -hmm. let it go into the ground. Right. And it just moves everywhere and it affects animals and uh, we, they've done studies uh, where um, cows and chickens and everything are really affected by this stuff, you know. Do, yeah. do, do you think this stray voltage, I've had a couple people, I think Sam Milhelm over the years, he said that it's everywhere, that this stray voltage, do you think that's true? Um, been able I'm to not sure about everywhere, but like I, I used to work in the power industry. Oh, you did. So understand, you understand this, right? Yeah. Uh, to some degree, you know, I heard there are there are one wire networks where they just have power going from the substation to the load, and then they the return comes through the ground. Yes. Yeah. So that's probably what you're talking about, and yeah. So I could see stray voltages from that, or uh, electrical leakage from high voltage supplies, radio towers perhaps, but it's not really my forte. I don't, yeah. I don't really know too much and about it. And there's no way, it must not be enough to really hurt a lot of uh, agriculture or trees and stuff because things keep growing. It's not like it's killing everything, right? There's probably not enough out there. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I don't know. And, and I think if people did know, they would talk about it more. Yeah. They're like, hey, it's kind of interesting. Look, there's this... You know, my chickens are affected, but my plants are growing better. Mm -hmm. That's weird. Yeah. But I don't hear too much about that. Do you, do you think the cell phone towers, the Wi-Fi's that we talk about affect plants? Absolutely. Do you? But, yeah. But it, it, I think it affects them more based on range. 
range. If you have a range, if you have a high powered transmitter and it's close to your plants, it's going to affect them. There's a guy on YouTube that I follow occasionally. He's done some experiments with placing plants next to Wi-Fi routers and they definitely deteriorate and eventually die. Yeah. But I think if you have a decent distance from, between your plants and your Wi-Fi router or your cell phones, then they do just fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that you mentioned about the, the pulsing and this technology we promote, it also pulses. What's the deal when something pulses as opposed to, to steady? What's going on? So from my understanding, um, we as biology respond to different frequencies. And there are a number of frequencies that our cells respond to. There's, um, I came across one term called the, uh, the ion cyclotronic resonance frequency. Oh. Big, big word. <laughs> and you know, it has to do with some magnetic resonance effects between our cells and the outside world. And you can use that for improving the growth of plants and uh, perhaps our bodies as well. You know, as you know, probably in your show, you have a lot of people who have energy products with different frequencies. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, you have rife frequencies and uh, radionic frequencies and all sorts of different frequencies that are known to help with mm. all sorts of medical conditions. Um, I believe that plants would be the perfect medium to test out many of these frequencies and to see how beneficial they are, at least to the plant biology realm. Yeah. And that's one of the things I'm interested in seeing in the in the future is finding out what frequencies work best on a given type of plant. Maybe some frequencies will help with causing certain traits to happen, help with better chemical profiles or better yields versus others. It's a it's the wild west right now. We don't we know something, but we don't know everything and it's a, it's an exciting time. Yeah. There's yeah. a fellow up in Dallas that we had on the show a few times years ago. He invented a little thing called the biomodulator. And it was just, it's just a little small battery powered baby and it just puts voltage into the body. And he, he would talk about healing is voltage. Our voltage is healing. Where the, the, the energy, the body or the cells just lose voltage. And if you put these in, and it, this, this thing works. I mean, you can, you can feel it. You can feel it on muscles. You can, it's interesting. Just, it is interesting. And it's real, real small. It's not, there's not a lot to it. I mean, it's very low, as you say, very low. Mm. Yeah, it's probably similar to like the grounding effect. I don't know yeah. if you've talked about the grounding effect too. You're standing with bare feet on the soil, yeah, and you could feel the the energies come into your body. It helps you with uh with healing and with sleeping. Similar type of effect. In fact, you could do the same thing with plants. If you have plants growing in pots, mm. and you take a wire from the ground and you run it into your plant pot, it will also increase its growth. Oh, just wire just to, from the ground, just ground your your, uh -huh. your you pot. Stray electrical currents will go into your pot and it will help them grow. It's crazy. Electricity's everywhere. So, so that's why some people feel like you can do the ground and not raise beds. Some people say you get a little bit better yield. Maybe they're getting more just Earth's energy. Yeah, I, w I would say that. I think if you're growing raised beds, you definitely want to have a ground wire. Minimally. <laughs> At least a ground wire to ground you to the... Yeah. Either. Ground it to the earth. To the, the energy of the earth. It's, it's a good thing. Uh -huh. Well, at least the oil companies hadn't tried to buy you out yet, so I guess you're, you're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the cat's out of the bag at, at this point. It's like, it's, what are you going to do? It's right? not going to happen. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Well, it's really a pleasure to have you on. It's just been fun and fascinating. So it's electric... Yeah. Your book is Electric Horticulture, right? Your book? Yeah, Electro, electro Horticulture. Electro Horticulture. The website I also is, have a, is electricfertilizer.com. That's right. Okay. And you also have what? I was going to say I also have another book available called Electro Permaculture, which uh, talks about these, uh, these passive growing techniques, using from antennas to simple magnetic coils. And it's a, it's a very actionable book. Electro, my electro permaculture. Cool. And that's uh, also Amazon? That's also available on Amazon. Soft cover right. and also ebook? Right now it's just soft cover. Soft cover. Electro permaculture. Yep. yep. I'm going over to the farmer's markets today and I got a 
good friend of mine who does uh, real regenerative farming with uh, pigs and and uh, lamb, chickens, and uh, he's really into this kind of stuff. I wonder, I wonder if you could put some of this mojo more into the land and just help the animals grow too. I bet yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Have you had people do that? Yeah, uh, people apply uh, mag- magnets to beehives to help them perform better. No kidding. You can also you can also apply electric fields to water watering supply watering supplies energize water to help animals heal from all sorts of ailments, um, and of course it helps energi- electrified water helps plants grow as well. Huh. Yeah, it, I think it's that is a whole other untapped field. Yeah. We know that it helps the animal world but we don't know to what degree. And I think there's the opportunity for a lot of great research in that area. Yeah. I'm on rainwater, my sole source of water. I'm sure there's some things I could juice up my energy in some way, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could take the the output of your rainwater system and apply some magnets to it. Magnets? Or by, yeah, magnets will do it. Uh, That's probably the easiest way to do it. There are other ways that involve the use of high voltages that might be a little dangerous to play with yeah. but uh, there's many ways many ways wow great fun and your Facebook how do folks find you on Facebook so on Facebook you could find me through the Energetic Agriculture Facebook group Energetic Agriculture Facebook okay right we focus on electroculture magnetic culture and beyond and beyond beyond being the uh, the pyramids, the consciousness, intent, all kinds of all yeah. sorts of good all sorts of good stuff. And well, I, I like that idea. And we can end on that. It's a, in my opinion, and nobody listens to me. But this ether, which is running this whole job, which we might call prana or chi or divine spirit, it is a state of consciousness, right? It is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's smart. Yeah, absolutely, it knows exactly what it's doing. You know, it, it's not like That's it's right. just out there just saying, you know, throwing caution to the wind. It knows what it's doing. Absolutely. I mean, I got into into chi and prana many years ago when I first took some classes in in uh, tai chi. Right. I was really curious about the chi aspect of things, mm-hmm. and after finding uh, some good teachers, actually here in St. Louis, ah. I found a uh, a teacher that taught uh, tai chi with qigong. And I was eventually able to feel the energy in my palms and the energy within my body, control it with my with movements and yeah. my mind. And you could actually project chi to others where they could feel it. Yeah. And now, now I'm working on projecting it to my plants where they could feel it. Yeah. And you can see them respond. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's just our state of consciousness, right? As you change your uh, state of consciousness with your belief system, what you believe mm-hmm. to be true you know, love and peace and hippie beads and all the good stuff. Everybody loves it. Your 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 plants love it and your kids love it and your pets love it. That's that's the story. It's true. Yeah, I know. And if you <laughs> if you go into growing your plants, growing your foods with, with a negative attitude, they pick up on it. They don't perform oh, yeah. as well. And Absolutely. that's one of the big things that we want to head into teaching. Absolutely. Your consciousness matters. Absolutely. And just for yeah. fun, there's been a lot of work done with music and sound too. Right. Oh yeah. 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 With exactly. Plants. Music, sound, vibration, vibration, and energy of all different kinds matters. Yeah. It's everything. Everything is connected, and everything works together. Everything works together. As a friend of mine once said, "Everything can cure everything, and anything can cure anything." <laughs> you just don't know, right? You just, you just don't know. You keep experimenting like you are. Well, it's yeah. nice to have an okay. engineer around the house. I'll come visit you sometime if I get. If I, I'll email you and visit my family in St. Louis. I'd love to see what, what you're doing at your place. You're in Webster Groves, Missouri. I know where that is. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be great to have you. Oh. David Wexler, thank you so much. Electric Fertilizer, thanks for coming on the show. Have a nice day in Hawaii. What are you guys going to do today? Go to the beach, look at whales, porpoises, anything fun? I think some beach time would do as well. Yeah, I think We need to suck up the sun. I think yeah. so. That- David, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, let me just put up your website so folks can find it. Electricfertilizer.com. David Wexler out of St. Louis, Missouri. And visit Thanks him on Facebook. It. Thank you, sir. It's been an honor. You take care of yourself, all right? You too. Take care. Thank you. May the blessings be. David Wexler, electricfertilizer.com. 
Is that cool stuff or what? Man, got me all jazzed up about growing food now. I think it'd be fun too to really juice up your your chickens and animals and who knows. All right, we're going to take a little break and work on screenplays uh, now till Friday morning. I have a lot of work to do. We're rewriting our screenplays again. And um, I will see you Friday morning and it's going to be fun because we have lots to talk about. Got a great week for you next week. Uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Crow 777. He's a cool guy. And so thanks for your ongoing support. We really appreciate it. We've been getting some folks in since we've been talking about it to maybe sign up and send us 10, 20 bucks a month just to keep things rolling as we're moving into a new phase of our business where we don't want to rely as much on uh, sales of products but more on value for value. If you think what we have here is valuable, if you think it's interesting, our 15 years of audio files and the couple years up on BitChute, then share. Share some of your dollars with us and, and just donate and it's a good exchange and it should be. It should be a good equal exchange and whatever you got, check it out. Consider. So we will see you soon. I love you all very much. Thank you and may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.